Hello and welcome to a special episode of Phoning It In. My name is Dave Coffey and with me is Keen Sullivan, one of the hosts of Sissy That Pod, another brilliant podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Keen is also a co-producer of Clankity Clank, our Dublin Fringe show, which is happening this week. Tickets are still available now on FringeFest.com. Keen, uh, do you want to tell everyone what Clankity Clank is? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a co-production, I guess, but uh, between ourselves, kind of merging our two worlds. So Sissy That Pod, for people who don't know, is a podcast that recaps RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a reality competition show of drag queens from all around the world. And there's several franchises. It's like that dragon where you chop off one head and three are formed in its place. Uh, and a really popular challenge in that show and franchise is called Snatch Game, which is like a spin on match game in the US, which is basically their version of our blankety blank. And in it, the drag queens have to do celebrity impersonations and answer questions like the celebrities and blankety blank might have to do. Uh, It's a fan favorite. It can really make or break the success of a contestant on the show. Um, And I thought with Dave, your improv skills and the great guests you have on, on your show and sort of James and my understanding of the format and our love for Snatch Game, we could come together and, and, and do an episode. So we did that in 2021. And yeah, it was it was it was such a good match. And like it was I'm, much I'm a, better than I thought it would go that that like I wasn't sure how well it would do. But I think we were both really impressed with how well everyone did. Yeah, because like all improv, I suppose we didn't we didn't have much to go on. We had the questions written. We asked people to pick a character and then we just did it. And uh, everyone was just so hilarious and uh, it went so, so well. And I, I'm a massive fan of, of Drag Race as well, uh, and particularly Snatch Game because of the improv element to it. So when you guys originally asked to do that that online version during lockdown, I was like, I was so into the idea. But yeah, just really... Um, just so happy with how it turned out and i guess that's what led us to decide to do it as a as a live show for the fringe yeah definitely and like we you know for people who've seen the show snatch game it's heavily edited and like you're really led along a path of laughing because they add in all this extra canned laughter and rupaul is bent double crying laughing at something that sometimes isn't that funny so it was interesting to see it unfold live in front of you in terms of like this is an unbiased representation of how talented these people are and you can uh yeah you can sort of make your opinion for yourselves rather than me force fed it via the 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 drag race narrative yeah and i'm so excited to see it in front of a live audience as well because i do think i do think on drag race sometimes that yeah rue laughs at stuff that isn't funny but also doesn't laugh at stuff that is and you're kind of like that's better than you're giving it credit for and obviously they've got their whole reasons like behind the scenes what the producers want from the show and stuff like that but putting it in front of a live audience is the real test to see like you know what people love and what they don't and hopefully they'll love everything yeah um, and you hear the judges critique them sometimes to be like you were in character the whole time but like of course we don't see that because there's so many just close-up shots of other contestants doing stuff so that's what i'll be really interested as well to see like you know someone like oliver cromwell reacts to somebody across the room even just in facial expressions or body language and stuff like i think there's gonna be so much more there that you don't get on the tv yeah, so with this uh, fringe version of Clankity Clank, uh, we've gone for uh, a real mix of uh, comedians, improvisers, and drag performers. Uh, we're going to have a different cast each night. So there's like 14 performers overall, and we'll rotate them throughout the four days. But um, just, I suppose, have a quick chat through some of the people that we've got here. Um Kevin McGarren, a regular on Phoning It In, amazing improviser. He actually probably not known for improv more known as a stand-up but every time he comes on phoning it in it just like absolutely is amazing always kind of blows me away um hannah mamelis another great performer on phoning it in every time she comes on she absolutely kills alison spittle um another stand-up not known for improv anytime she's been on on the show she's been amazing uh aaron mcgathy uh one of the uh founders of mob theater here in dublin an improv theater it's actually at their show last night really really good stuff uh she co-runs that with uh stephen bradley who's another improviser and will be on one of the shows as well and then we've got uh our amazing drag performers people like uh lavender mistaken 
Goblins, 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 who has also appeared on Phoning It In. Uh, End of the Night, who was a recent guest on Phoning It In as well. Um, and we've even got people traveling over from the UK, which is really exciting. So mm. uh, Rosa Trilly, who's a uh, Belfast born, I think, drag performer, but now based in London, is, is flying over to do the show. And uh, Exanthony, who is doing uh, a show in the Dublin Fringe as well. Um, with this Oliver Cromwell character that they're going to bring to our show. So lots of just really, really exciting performers. Have I left anyone out? <clears throat> I mean, we haven't named all 14, but I yeah. think you got a good cover there. And I think what's really exciting about some of the drag artists is like we've got a really full range of the spectrum of drag like you have maybe lavender who does maybe what's probably the closest to maybe what's on drag race or maybe mistaken because lavender does kind of more sort of spooky drag and then you have like a drag king effectively and ends of the night rosa truly like isn't really like a like a club drag queen she's more of like a theatrical drag queen which is going to be totally different and then you have uh ex anthony who is kind of more like sort of cabaret so there's a really sort of fun balance in terms of like the queer performers i think on the lineup yeah and and with the comedians and improvisers we do have that mix of like traditional sort of stand-ups and people who never do stand-up and are like pure improv like pearl o'rourke mm. uh, pearl o'rourke is one of my you know favorite guests on phoning it in probably been on more than anyone um and just really excited to see what she brings to the celebrity impression thing because that's a whole mm. other ball game as well and i think some of these performers will really lean into like doing a great vocal uh, impression like i've heard uh ed salmon's uh sean connery and it's like a really good sean connery but yeah. i think i think other people will go down that route of just embodying the character or creating their own character you know um like i know pearl is hoping to do the happy pair like both of them yeah. as a character <laughs> no idea how that's gonna work but i i know it's gonna be amazing is there any other celebrity impressions that you're particularly excited to see uh yeah like i think when you and i have been like talking about who to, who like when they floated some character ideas behind us i think what we're trying to find is a good like the character behind the celebrity so like you know i think Pearl O'Rourke is also thinking of do or is also going to be doing vogue williams on one of the nights and i think that's a really interesting way of like playing to her strength because on, on your show she always plays like a really good sort of karen like a really sort of like uppity sort of looking down her nose at people and i think that's a really interesting like gaze to view vogue through so like you know obviously <laughs> celebrities are well-rounded people but it's like what you kind of need to like james would always say do the snl version of that of that person yeah. how are you going to interpret that person through a sort of comedy lens and through a character lens which i think is going to be uh what's really interesting and what's really sort of a fun game for us to play sort of producing this i'm super excited for hannah mamalis's bosco yeah i think like i don't think you can really when I heard we were doing it, I was like, of course, we need to have a Bosco. Like, for Irish heritage, I think, like, you can't get it anywhere else. There was even that whole, dra like, the whole sort of Twitter, not drama, but, like, moment uh, where Bosco, season 14 competitor on, on Drag Race, uh, realized <laughs> that Bosco was a sort of kid's puppet in Ireland. So I think this is, like, a really fun, like, full circle moment for that. <laughs> for Bosco. <I'm> <laughs> Yeah, for Bosco. Uh, Anna Delvey is a character that I I know like has beco become an instant meme because of that show. Now, I actually haven't watched the show, but I listened to the podcast. So I've heard like the sort of affectations of her voice, but I need to like brush up on that because I think that's somebody who I think we will see in actual Snatch Game. In, in yeah, YouTube. yeah. I Actually, there's a few people in there as well that I, I also need to brush up on because as, as host, I kind of <coughs> need to be able to mm. like buzz off these people and i haven't seen that show either so i'm definitely gonna be uh binging <laughs> that uh this weekend uh another one i'm really excited for because i've i've seen him do it before is uh kevin mcgarren does leo varadkar uh i've seen i've seen mm. him just do this on stage and uh again it's not about uh it's not really about leo it's like taking one aspect of leo and kind of blowing it up so we you know leo exactly. you know he's been seen at like music festivals and he goes he likes to go clubbing in berlin and, and it's like one minor part of his character and i think 
Kevin kind of kind of leads into that, and uh, mm. uh, and it's just so funny. It's 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 a totally different take on Leo than you'll get, and like from Cal- Oliver Callan or Mario Rosenstock one of those. It's just it's just it's it's hilarious. So really looking forward to that. And Kevin's other character, Michael Flatley. I mean, could that be more relevant based on the recent release of Blackbird? So I think that's yeah, it's <laughs> perfectly timed character to choose. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see him do that as well. Um, Elizabeth Holmes as well, of course. Uh, in our original YouTube uh, version, which you'll hear towards the end of this episode, uh, Aaron McGathy did a brilliant version. I must say, at the time, I didn't really know who she was. I kind of got the gist through Aaron's performance, which I think goes to show how good it was. But then, uh. She's blown up. Watching the dropout and listening to the podcast, I just kept picturing Aaron's Aaron's depiction of her the whole time. So I'm really like again, I'm really looking forward to see like how that has gone from sort of a niche caricature to now like a really mainstream one based on like her coverage this year. Yeah, I was the exact same. I hadn't seen the dropout. I still haven't actually, but I, <laughs> I was vaguely aware of who Elizabeth Holmes was. Had to research her before we did that, and and then. It didn't matter because Aaron's performance was just so good. You just got it straight away. Mm. And there's a few people in, 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 in with Clankety Clank as well who have picked people like that, that like not everyone's necessarily going to know this person. So it really then it's on the performer to like be brilliant because you're, you're not relying on, t- you know, little cues that the audience know. You just have to be straight up funny and you have to find the funny with the character and really go with it. Mm. So I'm excited to see like- that as well. Yeah, on the Wednesday, Goblins, Goblins, Goblins is going to give us an Orson Welles. And I think that's, out of all the characters, is the one I'm most intrigued to see how they're going to play it because it's a character I'm not particularly familiar with. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Orson Welles fan, so I'm, also, I'm intrigued to see it for the other reason because I'm... <laughs> Yeah, because okay. I know uh, like a lot of stuff, and I'm I'm curious to see uh, do they go uh, do they go hard on like an impression, or is it like more just larger than life uh, character? You know, um, we've also got yeah. uh, Lavender is going to do Lauren Bacall, who's another one that mm. like because uh, I, I love sort of old movies and film noir and stuff. Like I'd be very familiar from her back in the heyday, but I have a feeling. Lavender's Lauren Bacall is going to be just a crazy <laughs> Hollywood lunatic, uh, which I'm I'm very much here for as well. Yeah, it seems to be based off like those 70s coffee ads that Lauren Bacall did. Yes. So it's like that sort of fun aspect of taking like one tiny niche element of a character and, and blowing it up sort of almost like with Leo and, and Kevin. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think she'll fit in quite well. And she's on the Thursday... Um, Thursday show if you if you want to go check check that one out I think Erin McGathy as Tilda Swinton is definitely going to be something to behold I think that that's just going to be brilliant like Tilda Swinton has such lore about her of being this sort of kooky alien queen I just think Erin's going to do such a good job with her yeah and Erin's also because Erin's doing all four nights she's also giving us four different characters as well which is which is Mm. like really above and beyond you know that's that's great to have that confidence to do four completely different characters. I would have been totally happy if she'd done like two and two, but um, she's also doing Julia Fox, who uh, was dating Kanye West and just had a a bunch of kind of memeable moments, Uh, very Mm. much a kind of caricature of a human being herself. So I'm excited (laughs) to see that one as well. Um, And got a very specific way of speaking, which was part of the reason she became a meme. So yeah, yeah, very excited for that. In terms of people current as well, on the Thursday night, Ro Carey is going to give us a Prince Harry. Mm. So it's interesting, though, I don't think we know too much how, in what version of Prince Harry are we going to get. Are we going to get the... The wild child. The younger Prince Harry. Yeah, the wild child. Are we going to get the the I've defected from my family Prince Harry? Are we going to get, like, Prince Andrew jokes? I don't know. <laughs> like, there's a lot of material to work with yeah. there, and I'm really interested to see how he's going to play up against people like, you know, if we, if he sat beside Lauren Bacall on the Thursday or maybe, like, the happy pair, like, that could be a very really sort of strange combination. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, fun to see. We're going to have some very strange combos in there, which is great. Like, a real good mix of Irish celebrities that everyone knows inside out and then, mm. you know, random American reality stars people from history you know we've just got yeah. everything which is going to be really excited to see to see as well on, on, like on tuesday we've got bosco and sean connery i mean <laughs> two worlds collide 
Okay, well, listen, uh, you said it earlier, for this uh, special episode, what we're going to do is we're going to play back the original uh, Snatch game that we did, the original Clankety Clank that we did during lockdown. For people who haven't heard it, we're going to play that back. Um, If you haven't already done so, please go to FringeFest.com and get your tickets. Uh, We'd love to see you there. It's going to be a great show. Keen, thanks for coming on having this chat. No problem. And uh, thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Sissing It In, a very special crossover episode that combines everyone's favorite drag race podcast, Sissy That Pod, and everyone's favorite improv show, Phoning It In. I am your host, Dave Coffey, and today we are playing the Snatch Game. Uh, We'll meet our celebrity guests in just a second, but first, let's meet our two contestants, hosts of Sissy That Pod, Keen and James. Keen, I'm going to come to you first. Keen, yes. what is your favorite thing about RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I there's there's a lot. I mean, there's the comedy, there's the fashion, but really, I just love being able to bitch about everybody right, right after it's over. Okay, well, that was the, the correct answer was Snatch Game. That was what. Okay. I was <laughs> My favorite thing right. is Snatch Game, David. Don't we worry. Should, we, we, should have, uh, we should have rehearsed that. Okay. Well, I want to come to you, James, and I want to know what's your favorite thing about Keen. Oh, um, hey, in his reflection, I always look funnier, more handsome, and better. <laughs> Amazing. The perfect co-host. What more could you want? Okay, guys, are you ready to play Snatch Game? Yes. Couldn't Amazing. be more ready. I'm excited. Let's meet. Our celebrity guests. Uh, first up, we have star of What Richard Did and Transformers Age of Extinction. It's Irish actor Jack Rayner. Jack. Hey, how's it going, guys? Where with Dean? Yeah, what have you been up to? Dog Dave, I've been in lockdown, baby. Lockdown, I've been hiding away in the Hollywood Hills. I've been shacking up myself. Uh, ben Wheatley and a few of the other boys. It's been great now, to be honest, man. Okay, have you got any exciting roles coming up that you can talk about? Uh, no, man, it's all out. I, I was going to be in the Zoom remake of Captain Blanca there, me and uh, you and Lily James, but then that's after getting shit can. So, uh, no. What happened? Why was it shit can? Oh, it wasn't a very good idea, Dave. Yeah, Zoom and yeah, Captain Blanca in Zoom, the whole thing is the location, Dave. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It wasn't going to work. Uh, tell me this if you could transform into anything, Jack, what would you transform into? Uh, Barry Cowan's career. <laughs> okay, I walked and I was breaking run day. So not yeah, funny, but he's doing very well. Like he he's been working right through lockdown. He's got a lot of a lot of uh, yeah. Leave projects. it out, all right? Leave okay. it out. Leave it out. Okay. All right? Yeah, talk about it. Okay. Well, look, we'll move on to our next uh, guest, Kim Woodburn, the Queen of Clean, is here. Kim. Oh, don't start, David. Don't start, Kim. How clean is your house? Oh, David, you'd love to know, you dirty <laughs> bastard. I would love to know, because I, I always had the suspicion that you go around and you clean everyone else's house, but probably your own house is a bit of a mess. I, I, uh, I, the accusation, don't start, you're getting gang-handed now, David. Uh, this, this, you, you've joined a gang and you should know better. You chicken liver shit, David, I, I don't Whoa. like you. Okay, Kim, sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry to. David, I've had a bad childhood. I, I, I've had, I won't go into it later, but I've had quite a bad childhood. Yes. And uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. That, that yes. Okay, well, listen, we'll talk mm. a little bit mother. A little bit mother, there's a Freudian slip for you. We'll talk Ooh, a little bit more. You can Freudian her. slip me anytime, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk a little bit more about your childhood later on. I'm going to move on to our next guest, uh, founder and CEO of Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, how are you doing? Hello, um, I'm so delighted to be here. I, I work all the time. My my brain all the time is just focused on fixing the world. So it's nice to do something that's less important for once. Yeah, it's nice to take a load off. I, I know in, in 2015, Forbes named you the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire in America. Yes. Uh, thank you. And it's now? so nice to be here. You can move on to the next. How are things going now? Uh, well, you know what they say, uh, first, uh, when you have a big idea, first they call you crazy, uh, and then they fight you. <laughs> 
uh, and then uh, they give you a billion dollars and then they take it away. But they'll give it back, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, it's, it's the rise and fall. You're, you're going to come bouncing back any day now. Absolutely. You? It's all alleged. And uh, I'm, I'm here to maybe share some new ideas. And um, um, I just I really want people to like me. I'm, it's got. Um... <laughs> Is your voice OK? Uh, my famously low and strong voice of course it's okay uh <laughs> some people have claimed that you put you affect a baritone voice to be more to sound more trustworthy is that true you know first they say you're crazy then they fight you um no of course of course not that's ridiculous okay yeah yeah, no, yeah. absolutely we, okay well listen i'm looking forward to talking more about tyrannos and how you're gonna uh change the world later on but i want to move Thank on you. to our next guest uh, the blue-haired matriarch of Springfield's favorite family, Marge Simpson, is here. Mm, hello, Dave. <laughs> How are you? How's the family? Oh, the family's okay. <laughs> it's been nice being around them all during the lockdown. Oh, yeah. How have things been in the, the Simpson household? Roof. How have Simpson's been, things been in the Simpson household under lockdown? Oh, it's been real good, Dave. Yeah. I've, 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 homie's been staying home more often. Okay, well, but I can imagine that could be a lot, though, on your relationship, a bit of a strain. Dave, I love my family. I love them so much. I just like having them under the same roof. Uh, what's Bart been up to? Has he gotten up to, uh, into oh, any, any mischief my, while, while in lockdown? My special little guy. He's been spray painting the walls indoors. But you in know the what? house. In the house, that's right, Dave. Oh, my God. But you know... He's still a great, he's still a great son, and he's got a heart of gold. He does, he does. And Kim, Kim, if you want to join the Simpsons squad and have a brand new mom, that's totally fine by us. No, no, I've seen your house, Marge. You live in filth. You live in filth with your fat (laughs) job of a husband and your your riddled children, absolutely riddled. Uh, No, I'm afraid not, Marge. Okay, well, that was... uh... That was fairly... Uh, I know this is improv you're supposed to do yes and. No. <laughs> no, Marge. <laughs> That's fine. Of course, yeah. Well, listen, we have a Hollywood legend with us. The star of my favorite film, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart is here. Jimmy. Uh, uh, hello there, Dive. Uh, it's so great to be uh, invited on the show. Well, it's great to be in the presence of an absolute legend. Uh, Jimmy, what was, what was your favorite role that you ever took on? Oh, that'll have to be as uh, Mr. Bailey and uh, That's a Wonderful Life. I, I, I was just re-watching it there. Uh, weeping I was, David, <laughs> weeping. An absolute classic. Uh, what's what's your favorite scene in It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, there's that... Um... There's that bat in the in the sky where they uh, the the stars start talking to each other. I think that science fiction mumbo jumbo. It's just <laughs> great. I wish there was more of it in the movies. Yeah, you didn't see as much of that kind of stuff back in the day. Back in the no, day. I tried to fight for it, Dave. I wanted most of the movie to be that those sky scenes, <laughs> just stars talking to each other for the whole. Yeah, movie. yeah. It would have been a different film, though, wouldn't it? Would have been a different film. All I say is uh, release some footage of the premiere and you get some stars talking to each other. You know what I'm saying? Now, Master Dave. Jimmy, it's great to have you here. Uh, Gemma Collins, the star of Only Way is Essex, is also here to play the Snatch Game. Gemma, do you like playing games? All right, Dave, baby. No, I've got to say, I don't like playing games. I yeah. don't like booked on things with Kim Woodburn. I've got a thing in my contract says I'm the only reality TV star with blonde hair that can be in a snatch game, right? <laughs> so I need to talk to somebody in management. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to play any more fucking games. Yeah, Shit. I, I object to that, Gemma. I, I have a job. I have a cleaner as well. What are you? Yeah, you are my cleaner, love. You can be my cleaner. You can scrub my toilet, darling. I also take umbrance with that. My look is highly curated uh, and there's a lot of thought put into it. And I think that there's room for many powerful women, women, <laughs> multiple women, not just me at the top. Why have we got Hillary Clinton in here? We lost the election now. Sit down. We have with us one of the greatest actors of our generation, Al Pacino, is here. Which button do I press? No, we can hear you, Al. We can hear you loud and clear. Madeline! Which button do I press? The guy is talking at me. We can hear you, Al. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, okay, how great. are you? Oh, my God. We can hear here we you. are. Here we are. Uh, Al, how would you describe this? I cannot believe that I am on a Zoom with my favorite 
star of the silver screen, Kim Woodburn. Unbelievable. Oh. I love her. Oh, wow. Oh. She's oh. fantastic. Have you ever seen her? She goes in. She insults people. She gets out of there. I'm a long-bodied woman now. Oh, you can see it. She sure is. She sure is. David, we've seen a long body on this woman here. I have. Kim, are you a fan of Al's work? Uh, oh, yes, uh, I definitely am. I've seen several of his films. Anger Management, uh, Jack and Jill, a great one. You were fantastic in Jack and Jill. Thank amazing, you. amazing, amazing. Well, listen, speaking of living legends, we have legendary singer and Irish national treasure, Daniel O'Donnell with us. Daniel. Hello, Dave. How are you? Daniel, why, uh, do, why do old women love you so much? I don't know. I think probably because... I do have a, a handsome quality about me, and I love denim. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, you. You're known for your 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 close relationship with your fans, but has anything has any of those relationships ever crossed any lines? Yes, but only to meet a dying wish, that, uh, Dave. Okay, yeah. So, what, um, what, what kind of wishes have you granted? Well, the older community they find it hard to meet people, so. I go, you've heard about my nursing home concerts. Yes. I do another service for the for the old ladies, um, performing cunnilingus on some <laughs> and uh, and giving them some gentle kisses and affection, uh, reading some passages of the Bible. And also, uh, they love mince, Dave. So I bring in a small uh, mince dish to them and we sit and we chat and we caress and you know yourself you're a you're a red-blooded male dave of course it's it's just that i suppose so many of your fan base must be must be dying on a regular basis you must be kept very busy with all that i but you know there's funeral after funeral but i love a good funeral i love a good funeral it's there's nothing better you get the sandwiches you get the tea you get the conversation and while it's sad these people have lived great lives so you know it's a beautiful thing. Um, uh, I must say, I, I've had some services off Daniel O'Donnell and uh, Tip Top. I remember it well, Kim. Yes. And I must say it was a spotless house and a tip top body as well. Oh, <laughs> long as the day is long. So. I could eat my dinner, as as we Colin Farrell said, and my breakfast and my lunch off certain crevices of your body, Kim. I believe I you did. So, uh... I, I'm still pulling out mints to this day, to be honest with you. How clean is my gal? Uh, not very. Well, that's it. And I would say very. And it's it smelled beautifully of Domestos as well. <laughs> Now it's Bisto. Bisto. Oh, <laughs> and I, I must say, I, I left I left uh, 20 pounds on the table. You didn't take it, Daniel. I, I left it there as a test. I came like never before. Amazing. Well, listen, I want to thank all of our guests for being here today. It's time to play the Snatch Game. Uh, I'm going to start with Keen. The first question is for you. Mm, okay. Ryan Tuberty has lost his marbles. On last week's Late Late Show, he gave a blank to everyone in the audience. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put the question back to you, Keen. Ryan Tuberty has lost his marbles. And last week's Late Late Show, he gave a blank to everyone in the audience. What's your answer? Well, I mean, I don't enjoy the Late Late Show. I think it's really, really boring. So he, I think he gave an apology to everybody in the audience because oh. the quality has been going downhill. It has been tough on lockdown. You know, yeah. you have no audience. You're mm. trying to juggle like light, lighthearted stuff with the absolute misery of everything that's going on. Yeah. So you think... Ryan Tuberty gave an apology. An apology. A well yeah. Uh, uh, heart, apology. yeah, sincere, heartfelt, just yeah. you know, sobbing you, apology. You know what as well? Times are hard in RT. That's probably all they can afford these days. Yeah, that's, okay, that's uh, I'm going to go for the first answer. I'm going to go to Jack Rayner. Jack, what have you got for us? He gave a stern talking to. Stern, stern talking, to. talking to. It's right up his street. It's very Tubbs. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not the right answer. Um, if if Tuberty was going to give a stern talking to the audience, what do you think he'd give out to them for, Jack? Not reading enough, not not not, not having a kind of a, a a bookworm nature. He's a he's a fan of reading, as am I. I read scripts all the time, and uh, you know, uh, love letters, <laughs> love letters from fans. Sure, the love letters I write to my fans. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Proofreading them, yeah. 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 <laughs> what's uh, what's the typical age range of your fans, Jack, that you're writing to? Well, I'm going to wide swap the fans, you know. There's obviously the... 
you know, the what Richard did stands who were, you know, you know, they're, they're, you're talking, you know, 14 onwards. They're not right to them, obviously. <laughs> and then you've got the, you've got the Transformers fans, which are mostly, yeah, 48 year old men. Yeah. You know, there's, you've got all those sweats. Uh, what else have I been in, Dave? Uh, I would, they're the only two I know, I'm afraid. So, um, mm, yeah. Uh, Kim, what answer did you have? Uh, I went for a cutting stare. I don't like Ryan Tuberty. Um, he's demeaning to me. Uh, last time I was on, it was for a, a simple debate, a simple debate uh, on on manners within shops with Noam Chomsky. Lovely man, <laughs> lovely man. And Ryan, Ryan kept interrupting me and and Noam, and, you know, cutting in with his own jokes. And I'm like, Ryan, please, dignity. I am debating Noam Chomsky here. Ah, uh, yes, great night, great night. And then he asked me, and I don't know about you, David, but um, he he was asking me about who who killed John F. Kennedy. Uh, I think it's a question he asks everyone all the time. He's obsessed. <laughs> He's obsessed with JFK and books. And yeah, I mean, Ortiz have warned him so many times: stop asking people about the assassination. No one cares no, anymore. Noam Chomsky was quite uncomfortable. Quite, yeah. you know, uh, he he called him Noam Chomsky. Uh, which oh, was yeah it, it was i i was taken aback i i was like ryan please we're we're here in the rt studios i i'm drinking my warm white wine uh james nesbitt is in the corner have manners in front of james nesbitt he was quite scared quite scared well, he it sounds like he should have given an apology but i'm afraid that's the wrong answer kim oh. Gonna move on to power boss uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, before I give you my answer, could I ask you to ask the question again in maybe a more simple way? I don't want to indict myself <laughs> with my answer. Yeah, you want to be okay. very straightforward, kind of. Absolutely, okay. uh, because at the end of the day, I'm a very honest person, and yes, we made some mistakes, but really, I'm just here to to save the world. Okay, uh, what did Ty- Ryan Tuberty give to his audience? Yeah, great. All right. That's straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I said, uh, actually said Viewmaster of Memories, which is a uh, which is a prototype that we're working on at Theranos. Um, you know, we've all had trauma, a lot of trauma. My uncle, who I love so much, actually had face cancer for years. Oh, uh, it was it was horrific. Um, I've actually had twenty different uncles who have died, and. What I would like to do is uh, the the viewmaster of memories. What it is basically is uh, is you you start to forget things, and just with one prick of blood, you tap the thing, and you go through, and you're able to see all of all of the things that that you are trying to remember. So I I I said that. Wow, I mean that technology sounds completely unbelievable, but I don't know what you're saying. Um, uh, well, unbelievable to some who aren't dreamers. Well, I'm afraid it's not the right answer. Yeah, I thought if anybody was used to apologies, it would have been you, Elizabeth. So I'm afraid, it, I'm ashamed it wasn't a match. All right. Well, I'm going to take that at face value and not read into the tone. So <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Marge Simpson. Marge. Uh, well, Dave, I said a smile. A smile. A smile. Because oh, it doesn't matter what's going on in here. Once you put a smile on your face and present to the world that everything's going great, that everything is going great. That is <laughs> such the most perfect Marge Simpson answer. I, oh, thank you, Dave. beautiful. Okay, well, look, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid, Keen. We're not doing no. too well. Uh, no. We'll move on to Jimmy Stewart. Maybe Jimmy can help you out. What have you got, Jimmy? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry there, Ken. I, I'm not too <laughs> familiar with this Ryan rubbery fella. I, uh... <laughs> Uh, some of you seem to have some very strong opinions on the guy, but uh, I, I thought he'd do what I'd hope anyone would do during these uh, uh, tough times, and he'd give, he'd give everyone a, f- a friendly piece of advice. <laughs> uh, anything they're working through. What would George Bailey do if he had to, if he had to deal with coronavirus, do you think? Oh, uh, well, 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 George, he'd probably have died by now because he, he, he's got an underlying health condition with that air. <laughs> that air, yes. Oh. That is, that's going to cause problems. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gemma, can you help us out? What answer have you got? Darren, honey, I've got to be honest with you, babe. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like this game. I just wrote, these producers are fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm out of here, Dave. I don't want to play any more games. I, no, don't, Gemma. I don't need the money. If you fucking come, going to pay my mortgage. I've got money. Yeah. Oh, God. He's gone. 
Okay, well, look, that's hopefully, Gemma. That's yeah, Gemma. hopefully we can get Gemma back um, for the next round. Can uh, I just ask, is that lady going to curse the whole way through? <laughs> she, I hope not. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to bleep it out afterwards. I'm oh, thank you. We, we, we have Al Pacino next. Al, can you help us out with an answer? Yeah, I got. Uh, I wrote um, live fox. A live fox. I don't know. Focus. I, uh, same as Jimmy, I've never heard of this guy or this show. So I just, uh, when a friend of mine lost his marbles, uh, that's what he, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Marty, uh, Martin, uh, Martin Clunes, he, uh, he lost his marbles one time and he gave people, gave lots of people a live fox. Right. Okay. Are you familiar with Martin Clunes? Yes. The actor Martin Clunes. Uh, yeah. Men behaving badly? <laughs> oh, he sure is. Giving people a live fox, he is. So he gave you a live fox? No, not me. Oh, I sh- okay. I mean, he tried. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I shot do? that fox uh, off the cliff by my mansion. Okay. <laughs> right. okay. Uh, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, I don't understand how this game works. Well, I, I hopefully you'll... Do I get up. a live fox? No, no, no. Uh, you probably won't go home with any prizes today. Uh, Daniel O'Donnell, you're our last hope here for a Come right on, answer. Daniel. What did you say? I said uh, a jar of carrots because <laughs> I think that you can't go wrong. I know that uh, people said he's lost his marbles. He is pure sense. That is the most nutritious uh, item of food. They, You know, they ate them in the war and everything. And there's probably still some from... World War Two, they spice up things in the bedroom. If you're ever thirsty, you can have a swig of the brine. They're great. Right. So okay. people say he's lost his marbles. He's actually the most sensible man in this country, and I have a lot of respect for Ryan. So there okay. you go, Keen. I'm afraid we didn't get a right answer there. No. Um, we had we had a lot of similar sentiment. I feel you know around yeah. the kind of giving a stern look, giving advice. advice. We were yeah. close, but I'm <laughs> yeah. afraid the no matches. there is no um, score for you there. So we'll move on to James. James, your first question is this. The notions on that Darren Kennedy, when he rocks up to the deli in Gay Spar, he doesn't just order a chicken fillet roll, he orders a blank. James, I'm going to come to you. What does Darren Kennedy order? Well, inspired by one of our players today, I reckon he orders a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Yeah, that is the most notions you think you could ever uh, order. (laughs) Um, I'm going to come, as you gave us that answer, I'm going to go to uh, Marge Simpson first. Marge, what's your answer? Uh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I said said homemade Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Price is right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, Sorry, it's, James. It's certainly oh, okay. notion. <laughs> I liked where you were going with it. I should have thought of that. <laughs> oh, I wasn't present for that particular moment. I should have done it. Uh, uh, I'm going to go next to Al Pacino. Al, what do you have for us? Uh, okay, so chicken fillet roll. <clears throat> um, I got great orc. <laughs> Which uh, you know is a, an extinct bird, so that will be fancy, right? Yes. And then the fanciest uh, cut I could think of, shank, and then brioche. Uh, I, I thought that would be—I don't know—that's as fancy as I could think of. So a, a brioche bun with a shank of great hawk. Hawk. A U K orc. It's an extinct bird. They were hunted to extinction. Okay. Yeah, that that would be fairly a fairly tall order for the guy. You'd have to genetically, uh, you know, clone the orc from some stem cells or something. Yeah. 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 Is this uh, something you've given much thought to before? Okay. I want to, uh, you know, I, I, as well as, um, you know, I've I've been, I've been coming up with a few film ideas recently. Uh, one was Zuma Blanca, as we as we know, that's that's no longer <laughs> happening. Uh, but the other one is um, Great Orc Park. I want to re restart uh, Jurassic Park, uh, but with just with uh, flightless birds, they're extinct. Yeah, I heard I heard that part, that project was called Jurassic Orc Park. Was that another? <laughs> that would be better. Yes. <laughs> I have an idea for a film. It's called Jurassic Oak Park. Put that in earlier and everything's fine. 
Uh, it's not the right answer, amazingly. Jurassic um, Park. <laughs> <laughs> Is that no too much? Too much. Back off that one. <laughs> uh, Daniel O'Donnell, what answer did you have for us? Well, first of all, I want to say the gay community has been so supportive of me and I've loads of gay fans. I really do. Um, unfortunately, I don't service them in the same way as I do the old ladies. But <laughs> having said that, I think that he had um, these, they're like fruity sort of diamonds. I think he got a sprinkling of pomegranate on the top of his uh, chicken fillet roll. So I said pomegranate because Magella buys it and she puts it in salads. And I always say, mm, that's really delicious, Magella. So it's my answer. <laughs> I thought I thought you might have gone for uh, another little jar of carrots. Oh, no, no. They're, they're, they're a treat. I, I mean, they were, they were given out as one for everybody in the audience. You don't be having them with everything, Dave. There's, there's no notions. There's no notions. Hop on. There's no notions about a jar of carrots. It's very no, no. Well, there there is, but I mean, I think we only got pomegranates in here about three years ago, yeah. so they, they're very <laughs> rare and unusual. And I think their weight is is akin to gold or something. So, being a celebrity, <laughs> I get to dine on these, but probably, I'd say Darren would be another candidate that would. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's not the right answer. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go to another ce celebrity, Jack Rayner. What do you think Darren Kennedy orders in, in Gay Spire? I think he orders the person making his role to explain to him whether the spire is technically on Georgia Street or Dane Street. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. Because famously, uh, Gay Spire at the end of Georgia Street is also uh, on Dame Street. I mean, the entrance, even the entrance is confusing. Yes. Is it open, right? <laughs> yeah, it never closes and it never decides which street it's on. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart is here. Yeah. And what was your answer? Jimmy? Well, I'm, a, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I don't think I could help you with this one either. There was a lot for me to unpack uh, in that <laughs> question. I don't know what a spar is, uh, whether it's a, uh, a friend of Dorothy or not. Uh, uh, I don't know who that Mr. Kennedy was. Um, and uh, and a chicken fillet roll was a bit beyond me. But most of all, uh, I thought Notion meant a, a, a good idea, a, a great idea. So I thought if he had a good Notion, he'd get a nice, a nice cup of cocoa. <laughs> nice cup yeah. of cocoa with his check and fill it roll. I mean, it's a nice, uh, nice way to cap off any night, really, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Watch your right to sleep, Dan. Yeah, particularly if you've had a big night and um, dancing in a, in, a, in, a, in a gay bar. And a, and a, a hop stock or a, or, a, or a shoot loop, yeah. <laughs> Whatever those kids get up to. Uh, Kim Woodburn, <laughs> uh, help us out here. What answer have you got for James? I, I, I'm very popular amongst the gays, so I've gone for a, a Kim Woodburn chicken fillet roll. Uh, What's that? It's a special, it's a special sandwich named after me, Kim Woodburn. Uh, I, I actually, I, quite the story behind it. I was doing a, a PA, a personal appearance in Gay Spire, and uh, yes, I was there. And uh, the the deli counter, the deli counter assistant said to me, uh, "I've named a sandwich after you." I said, "What is in it?" He said, uh, "Well, it's a it's a hollowed out baguette uh, filled with coleslaw." And I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I love this!" Uh, and he said that he's put uh, five ghost go ghost peppers in it. And we don't know where it is, but uh, you know, with each bite, you don't know what you're getting. You could get nice Kim, lovely Kim, lovely Kim, or you could. Get, you know, don't start, Kim. Uh, it, it depends on uh, which part of my childhood I've compartmentalized at that stage. You know, it all comes out. Uh, Colleen Nolan is quite the trigger for me. Colleen Nolan, uh, the chinless wonder. But uh, yes, uh, that that is it. Uh, I'm very big. I'm very big amongst uh, gay people and also uh, women with low self-esteem. I, I think it's the unmitigated rage that I uh, show. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, yes, they love me. They love me. Kim, it sounds like a lovely sandwich. It's not the right answer. Oh, oh they crucified <laughs> Jesus. They crucified Jesus. <laughs> That's just a statement. Sorry. Uh, from one blonde bombshell to another, Gemma Collins, you're back with us. Don't compare me to her place, honey. She's not on my level. She's nothing like me. Anyway, I wrote, he ordered a rim job. A rim job, <laughs> You know, Pete Morgan asked me to give him a rim job. Once I told him in no uncertain terms, you ain't never going to get this candidate. 
<laughs> is a rim job a sandwich? What, what is it? <laughs> That one went over my head too. Could you explain the rim job? It's like a cheesy bacon bits pastry. It's delicious. Oh, I love one of those. Sounds just swell. (laughs) Okay, listen, uh, James, we haven't had any luck so far, but we've got one last contestant to go to. Elizabeth Holmes, what answer do you have? Well, let me ask you this first. Uh, What is the biggest thing that gets in the way of you setting goals and achieving things? Um, is this for me? Sure. James, uh, <laughs> I would guess, you know, my inner critic. Right. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I, I say the same thing. It's not knowing when you're going to die. How can you, how can you set goals if you don't know exactly when you're going to die? So I said, uh, actually named another one of our prototypes, which is the gizmonium. And what that does with just one drop of semen, we can tell when and how you are going to die so you can plan your life appropriately. And it's a bit of fun. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, that does sound like almost sci-fi-esque, that technology. Like, Yes, thank you. Be true. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, I, mean, I guess if Darren Kennedy was going into gay spar overnight, it's possible he would have semen on him. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not his own. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, it's not the right answer, James. Um, so we've had no scoring to date. Uh, we're not doing too well here, guys. So we'll go back to Keen for another question. Okay, Keen. <clears throat> Jim Core is at it again. In his latest YouTube video, Jim claims that the government are blank. Are, are you a fan of the Coors, Dave? Not their music. Okay. <laughs> um, are you a fan of the Coors yourself, Keen? Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I do like a, you know an old fiddly jig when I'm out uh, to to dance and to sway and to sing along to. But you couldn't listen to more than two songs in a row. Well, they only have two, so that's fine. <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah. Jim Core is at it again in an, in his latest YouTube video. Jim claims that the government are blank. Keen, what answer did you have? Well, I tried to think of something that you know because he has some fire thoughts. So I was trying to think what's the most unrealistic thing that the government could possibly be. So I said he thinks that the government are sexy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's not a drop of sex appeal in Enster House at all. Right. Yeah. So, of course, Jim Corey is going to think that they are They're sexy. Opposite. That's a good yeah. answer. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start where I finished last time. So I'm going to go first this time to Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Well, uh, I am unfamiliar with, uh, with, with Jim Corey. So I just thought of my own relationship with the government. And I said, uh, <laughs> my daddies. <laughs> Uh, they, they've just been so good to me. And if any of them are watching right now, I just want to, I want you to know that you're my sexy, sexy daddies. And I want you to remember that I am a woman with blonde hair. Okay. Well, listen, um, speaking of, of leaders, the leaders of the country, Fortune magazine named you as one of the world's most disappointing leaders. How did that feel? Well, I'll ask you this. Are magazines viable? Are they even real or is it just an idea? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. It wasn't the right answer, I'm afraid. It wasn't what we were looking for. Uh, I'm going to go next to Marge Simpson. Marge, what have you got for us? Um, maybe if you want to try and get points on the board, you could misconstrue what I've written. But I wrote... Special little guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> that government's like a family. Yeah, so I feel the same way, Marge. I feel the same way. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, listen, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid, Marge. I'm sorry. Um, Kian, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, if, um, I, I couldn't really construe it as a correct answer because I wouldn't say family is sexy necessarily. Well, uh, I know somebody who's definitely got a sexy family. That's the GC Gemma Collins. Excuse me, don't talk about my family like that, Darren. It's very disrespectful. Okay, well, I was trying to give you a compliment. Um, What's your answer, Gemma? I said the government are conspiring to ruin my very expensive hair. It's fucking frazzled. Because of Brexit, I can't get heated rollers anywhere. All they've got is straighteners. It's fucking frazzled. Oh, no. You don't want to use straighteners on extensions. No, mate. No, it's expensive. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but I did think your hair was... Not looking as its usual, like bouncy kind of voluminous. Dave, this is insult to injury. I'm not having a good time. I don't like games. Now you're insulting me. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. 
Oh God, we've lost her again. again. Oh no. We might need to get a Shetland pony to get her back this time because I mean yeah, it takes it takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um well one reality star who's still with us is Kim Woodburn. Kim, what answer have you got for us? He's a controversial figure. So I said, the gym said that the government is doing a great job, a great job. He's a controversial man. He's very, very controversial. He's an adulterer. He's an adulterer. He's got three beautiful (laughs) sisters at home and he's an adulterer, David. He's an adulterer. He's cheating on his sisters? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's off in his helicopter, you know, conspiracy theories. Of why he doesn't fancy his sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that attraction doesn't melt a genetic code. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, uh, Jimmy Stewart, what have you got for us? Oh, well, it's 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 funny that uh, Kim went, uh, what Kim said there because I, I, I'm not too familiar with this Jim Core fella myself. I'm sorry, Ken. Uh, but if uh, if he's talking about the government uh, as a as a big fan of uh, government, I would say that they were doing their very best. They're, <laughs> they're trying to stick this out. You know, it's not easy. And uh, I think kind of the less involved a government is in people's affairs, the the, the better that for the better. So. Okay, I'm afraid it's not a right answer. Uh, I tell you, somebody who knows something about sexy, that's Jack Rayner. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what have you got for us? What I believe he said, I actually saw the video, I'm a big Jim Core fan. And uh, I stay abreast. I was going to meant to play him in a film uh, there a while back, uh, but uh, obviously COVID and uh, Chase got in the way of that and I got shit canned. But I'll be, uh, I, I, I watched all the videos as research and I came around to like a lot, but I think he went too far with this one. I think he went too far with what he said about the, the government. I agree with a lot of what he says, but this time I feel like he just, he went too bloody far. He, he said, the government, as far as I'm concerned, are a group of people with the authority to govern in a country or state, semicolon, a particular ministry in office. It was accurate. That's you're on another planet, Dave, with that kind of stuff. You know, you're like, okay, I I agree with what you say about, you know, 5G and all the rest. So when you're getting into like (laughs) mental weeds like that, it's like, no, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Jack's out. Rainer's out, baby. Fair enough. I mean, he he may have actually said that, but it's not not the answer we were looking for for Keane. Um, we're that does sound like Jim Core. He does always put his punctuation in when he speaks. You know. Yeah, oh yeah. Famous uh, grammar Nazi. Yeah. Uh, not another kind of Nazi though. Um, for legal reasons, we can't claim that. So uh, Daniel O'Donnell, <laughs> have you ever worked with Jim Core? I recorded a beautiful single with Jim Core uh, about 15 years ago. It was called The Hills of Glenmar, and it was about, um, famously, he loves dogging. So we we wrote a beautiful song about that. Um, I know that he does say a lot of controversial things, and he makes these wild statements, and he, he's used a bit of bad language. So I'm actually a bit afraid to say what what I think he said. Um, I don't know if this is the kind of, well, the kind just, of show that I can say that. Just go can for I, it. Dave? We can we can edit it out afterwards. So you just. I think he said the government were smelly pigs. <laughs> so I think that's what he said, and um, I'm sorry that I had to soil the show with that. It's not right yeah. anyway. Um... No, and you know what? I've lost respect for him because previously he was just a sex mad fella with a good. He could sing a bar and he could pump for Ireland. <laughs> okay, well look, uh, we've got one last contestant. I'll Pray for him, Dave. What, sorry? I said, say a wee prayer for Jim. We'll, we'll say a prayer for Jim. Okay. Al Pacino, uh, you're our last chance here. What do we got? Yeah, well, um, come on, Al. We're looking for a match here. I actually, uh, I've I've been working on a, a Jim Core uh, film project with Jack Rayner over there. <laughs> and uh, I was going to play, Jack's going to play Jim. Obviously, I was going to play the three sisters, Nutty <laughs> Professor style. Uh, so I... He initially came out and said what Jack said, but then later he clarified his comments to say that the government is a democratically elected body who organized collective initiatives and international relations. So, so, uh, you know, we got a match. We got a match. We got a match match. there. Unfortunately, it was not with Keane. Oh, 
Okay, well, look, I'm afraid we don't have a match there. I'm going to go back to James for another question. Hopefully, we can get a match this time yeah. This time around. Uh, James, your question. Daft Punk are musical geniuses, but when they saw Linda Martin's cover of Get Lucky, they blank. Uh, I will just ask the question one more time. Uh, for you, James, Daft Punk are musical geniuses, but when they saw Linda Martin's cover of Get Lucky, they blank. What's your answer? Well, they realized that it wasn't going to get any better. So they retired. They retired. Okay, well, yeah, it's topical. They did. Um, so it's accurate. We know that. Uh, okay, I'm going to start this time. I'm going to start with Jack Rayner. Jack. They would have known that, you know, they're quite rich and successful in their own way, like like myself and, and iconic and, and like myself. So, and they're seeing this kind of lesser artist uh, perform <laughs> their work. So I think they're going to react the way that I reacted when I saw that Bollywood remake of what Richard did. And <laughs> I think they laughed it off, but they're too successful to care. I think that's the way I It's not a match, I'm afraid. You mentioned what Richard did. Do you, uh, did you relate to your character in that film, Jack? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, not in the kind of uh, the posh uh, Southside way. No, no, no. I'm a working class through and through, but... Uh, in the sense of kicking a man to death and getting it off. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often that happens. Uh, yes. Okay, we'll move on. Kim Woodburn. I don't know if you noticed, it's a showbiz secret, but uh, uh, myself and Twink are very good friends. Um, we have a very similar energy. Uh, our aura is the same, I feel. And uh, so, yes, when when Daft Punk and I, I, I know about this, um, when when Daft Punk saw Linda Martin do uh, Get Lucky, they uh, dog, dog napped uh, Twink Stop Bertie, <laughs> the bastards, the gang handed chicken livered bastards. They had they had the masks on already. We couldn't get them done legally. They had the, they had motorcycle helmets on and they kicked in Twink's door. She was very afraid in her sugar room she was shook for days for days and they stole that dog they stole that dog so they obviously enjoyed the the cover if they were willing to uh kidnap twink's dog for, for they were mesmerized david they were, did you not see that performance yourself i, I mean was, yeah. i mean i mean it's a very similar situation to when that man you know when jodie foster told that man to kill ronald reagan daft punk more like daft boys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Criminals. Okay, it's not the right answer. Uh, oh. Elizabeth Holmes, she kind of knows about retiring. Uh, maybe not, you know, um, by choice, but um, what's your answer? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm absolutely not going to retire. Uh, well, this was another case where I just tried to think about what I would do because I have a lot of experience with people who are threatened by great ideas uh, and also maybe stealing those ideas. So I, I just uh, wrote out exactly what, what myself, Elizabeth Holmes, would do. Threatened her <laughs> with a life-shattering lawsuit and tried to ruin her reputation with a calculated character assassination, thereby <laughs> decimating her livelihood, and also they threaten violence. <laughs> not so the there's right no answer. proof of the violence. Yeah. Not the right answer. Okay, we'll move on. Um, Marge Simpson. I'm so sorry, James. I'm so sorry. I said what I said is what I think my I would say if I heard that song, and that's every Simpson dance now. Bump, 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 bump. I'm sorry. That's not the right one. Okay, it's not the right answer, uh, Gemma Collins. David, honey, I will apologise for my former conduct on the show. I think I've got this one, right? So when Darth Punk look at Linda Martin covering their song, they look at themselves and they ask, why me? Oh. <laughs> it's a great answer. It's clever, isn't it? I've got it. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, are you a Linda Martin fan, Gemma? Never heard of a love who. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's not the right answer, I'm afraid. Uh, we're, we're running low on answers at this point. Uh, let's go to Daniel O'Donnell. Dave, I said that um, they started to get funny feelings because my, my Magella's daughter used to hang around with the boys 
And she told me that, well, they told me themselves in confidence that when they first heard the song, they felt a bit strange. And actually their their wee willies started to feel a little bit <laughs> odd in a, in a good way, but in a bad way. So they had to go and have a wee bath. They oh, didn't they had, they had to shower it off. They felt um, dirty like the rest of us. Yeah. Jimmy, you jumped in there. Uh, you seemed a little bit confused about Daft Punk. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. You're you're killing me with these references, Dave. Not, uh, it's not it's not your game, is it's it? It's not my. I, I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, 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 the only thing I know about those uh, those two as uh, shiny boys was that they, I thought they were robots. So I just said they did the robot. I thought they did the robot. I thought. <laughs> I don't know if that's their song or who Linda Martin Kavna is, but uh, if she <laughs> wanted to to dance, if she wants them to dance, I think they danced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not right. I'm afraid we've got one last celebrity, I believe, to answer this question. Uh, is Al Pacino? Yeah. Um, well, I said uh, quit. I oh, said they quit. <laughs> Uh, but that's you know different from retire, obviously. No, so that's a real shame. Uh, <laughs> let, me just, let me just check with the judges. Yeah, no, they're going to accept it. It's a, it's a correct answer. Well done, James. <laughs> well, well done, Al, Al, for getting that right. Thank you. And that was our last question, which means our winner today is James. Congratulations, James! Yay! Oh, what do I win? You win <laughs> the knowledge that you are a better snatch game contestant than Keen. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> like he said at the start, I'm always in his shadow. Well, that's all we have time for on this special episode of Sissing It In. I want to thank our contestants, Keenan James, for making this possible today. And I also want to thank all of our guests, Peter McGann, Alison Spittle, Aaron McGathy, Stephen Bradley, Sophie Shanley, Mark Canton, Ren Dennehy, and Ronan Carey. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Yeah. Yay. Yay. Brilliant. Yay. I'm Dave Coffey. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.